0: Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda.
1: And I'm George. Amanda and I are both in Zephyr B. This is season 24 for me and season 20 for Amanda.
0: And this is day 11 of season 92. Our first question asks about the film that made its uh, star her directorial debut and was uh, made made after a short story called The, The Yeshiva Boy.
1: Uh, It does not say that the uh, director and star was a woman. True. That would have been a very large clue, probably. Yes. Uh, As was I managed to remember uh, that a 1983 movie musical with a very Jewish uh, tilt would have been Yentl. Mm -hmm. Barbara Streisand. I I was surprised to uh, to I guess learn that it was her directorial debut because she she was just a director of note for so long that i just didn't i i obviously something had to be her directorial debut, but it just this one felt like oh she must have been doing it for a while i didn't know why hmm. i didn't know why that was like the thing that she started with it just seemed it it just surprised me that i didn't i didn't think that it would have been that
0: i to be honest i can't think of other films she's directed
1: prince of tides i believe she got an academy award for it
0: did that she could be wrong she was already okay. nominated for one i i didn't I think that was her directing it um could be wrong. i i don't know um anyway uh i also knew this was yentl um this is because of the slightly odd family that i grew up in and that i know probably a lot of learned leaguers did too um, you know, I was 10 when this movie came out and of course we went to see it in the theater because <laughs> that's what you do is you go see movies in the theater. Uh it was really good. I enjoyed it. I it was kind of about the right, you know, age to start appreciating those things, I guess. Um yeah. and so uh yeah, I I just plain old know this one um that it's about uh a young woman who um dresses as a boy in order to be able to go to the yeshiva school. Um, and so yeah, I, I knew this one. It was Yentel. That's what I put down. And that was
1: correct. Question two asks us for science, 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 DNA. And RNA. I just, I, I could not even, <laughs> I, I could what not figure out what yeah. this was kind of asking for i think i eventually figured it out but i i I read this question several times just trying to figure out what it was asking me for
0: yeah this one was very much like you know we both before and after i saw the answer i was like this is another signpost on the road that you know leads us well beyond trivia like this is not something that i feel sort of qualifies as trivia in that ineffable sense of things because there's no like hook to it there's no it's just do you know this thing about science i mean like okay if i was a scientist i would
1: yeah it's a thing you only encounter in a class about this
0: yeah and and i took a lot of biochemistry Mm -hmm. as i've probably mentioned to you know people's uh chagrin at this point (laughs) like i am maybe i've heard of this at the time but like it i can't imagine when it ever comes up i know like we are all talking about mrna vaccines and stuff like that but nothing about that gets into this level of detail and it's the kind of level of detail that you know i don't know i just it's it's minutiae it's not trivia And I feel like there's a difference there. Like there's, you know, either a point of interest or a reason why we care. Uh Like there are just things that you can know in this world that really aren't that unless they're like your field of specialization. Uh Um, And and that's what I sort of feel about this one. Uh I had no idea. I put down adenosine because I know it's a biochemistry thing. It sounds like adenine. I thought that maybe there would be a relationship there. That's all I got.
1: Uh, yeah, all I could think of uh, was seeing that it was a pyramidine base. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay, maybe it maybe pyrimidine refers to that and that it's you know, like it wouldn't be a triangle, but maybe since a pyramid has a square base, uh, it's tetrine. Okay, I was literally making up words, and I know that. yeah, and because yeah, I've I don't know that I've ever heard of this. If you'd ask me what it was. I would say that it is a pill that gets advertised on (laughs) primetime television and has a lot of disclaimers.
0: Sure. Um, Yeah, the answer is Uracil. U r a c i l. I Ask your doctor if Uracil is right for you. I won't, and you can't make me. Um... Do not take Uracil if you are allergic to (laughs) Uracil. Unless you really, really want to. (laughs) Yeah, this, yeah, I... Okay, moving on. Yeah. Who cares? Um, (laughs) Question three, a much more relevant, timely (laughs) and impactful topic is about dumb TikTok challenges and, you know, what the kids today are uh, trying to stand on in a stacked array.
1: Uh, This was the milk crate challenge. Mm. Uh, I don't I don't even remember whether I was actually on TikTok at this point such as it is, mm. in, in the sense that I flip through it while I'm waiting for our daughter to brush her teeth at night. <laughs> um, but I remember hearing about it and seeing people attempting it. And mm. you, you you stack up milk crates in uh, first one and then two and then three and then four and then five and then four, three, two, one. So right. a, a two-dimensional pyramid, as it were. Um, and then you try to climb up them, and usually people get all the way up to the top one and then... Die, <laughs> uh, in essence, but yeah. So this was this was the milk crate challenge.
0: Yeah, and so my connection to TikTok challenges is, you know, being a health educator in the field that I am. uh The kids these days and their, um you know, tobacco use habits are my way into the youth culture types of things. So if it's kind of in a cluster there with like vaping and you know, I I don't know what else, um, then I might have heard about it. And I had heard about TikTok challenges in kind of a general sense, mm-hmm. like there were some really sort of destructive ones going around as far as things that involved, you know, violence, harassment, um, you know, going beyond just kind of, uh, stupid or silly or what, what have you. Um, And so I think along the way there, I had must have heard something about this one. Um, It, it, you know, the question notes that it hails from uh, August of 2021. And so just kind of vaguely casting back towards that time um, and simultaneously going through all the different things that I thought could be stacked in some sort of arrangement, um, you know, precariously stacked. So I thought about the first thing I thought of was chairs. Um, I went through kind of a whole laundry list of things, boxes, rocks, you know, just things that are sort of otherwise stationary objects. But if you pile them together, they don't necessarily um, make a super steady surface to stand on. Um, And then I came around to like crates, like the milk crate style things. I just think of them as crates. Um, I, you know, I didn't really think to put a qualifier on that, um, because I thought, yeah, I think that I, I feel like I heard something about people doing some sort of crate stacking nonsense like this, um, and having gone through all sorts of different, you know, possibilities, both plausible and less so, I thought that one sounded like the right sort of balance, so to speak, between, you know, plausibly stackable, but also... Um, not super stable once you you know put them together and tried to climb them, um, you know. And so, just with all that in mind, I thought, uh, go ahead and put down crates.
1: It was milk crates. Um,
0: I think you'll get it.
1: I think so. I, I feel like they're the difference between milk crate and crate is small enough that
0: mm-hmm. that uh, you I certainly get it. wasn't picturing the kids like getting warehouse crates and. Yeah, you never know. Finding them somehow to put them together. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Question four asks us for a colloquial term for metaphorical dessert. And that is also the name of an English rock band.
0: Yeah, so this one, um, I it took me a minute because the first thing I thought of was eating crow. But I'm like, there isn't a band named that phrase or even just named crow. Um, and I thought... There's another phrase for this that I, you know, that I'll think of, because it's, if it's one of these colloquialisms, then it's going to be kind of in my vocabulary somewhere. Um, and it took just a little more ruminating audit to think of, oh, humble pie is the other thing that you eat when you're, um, you know, embarrassed or humiliated or, or what have you and have to apologize or, or whatever it might be. And I thought, yep, that is definitely um, a 60s english rock band as well because i remember hearing about them i don't know somewhere or other um so once that all kind of came together i put down humble pie
1: uh, i latched on to humble pie fairly early in reading this question and then mm-hmm. got to the got to the english rock band and thought was there a band named humble pie i feel like maybe there was i don't know that i could identify any of their songs or even if i've heard any of their songs but same i feel like that that sounds familiar i didn't even think of eating crow that would be a mm. uh, that would be a good one as well i don't know whether that would be a dessert necessarily so right that was part yeah. of what
0: made me move away
1: but yeah just i i figured this was humble pie and i kind of tried to talk myself out of it just because the word humiliation was in the mm. uh, the the question mm, and true. so that's a little close a little on the nose but uh, okay I, I i just kept thinking i'm, I'm I was more and more certain that it was Humble Pie the more I thought about it. So I said Humble Pie.
0: That was the correct answer. Hmm. Question five uh, gets us uh, back out of my uh, area of expertise, (laughs) asking for a Latinized word for a former German kingdom that now gives its name to a couple of soccer clubs.
1: I didn't know this. Uh, I'm not good with soccer, especially European teams. Um, uh, so I just tried to think of, okay, I did my Dortmund uh, soccer club, Dortmund uh, football. Uh, I tried the other one, couldn't even get halfway through the name of the town, so went back to Dortmund. Uh, Bayern? There's a Munich Bayern. I think Bayern means Bavaria. I don't think it's Latin, because I don't think Latin had the Y. But, I mean, it might have been, like, kind of half-Latinized. Can't think of anything else. Uh, nothing else really grabs me. I, I, I don't think Dortmund is actually in Bavaria. I'm not entirely certain that it was ever a kingdom. Uh, but I just I couldn't think of anything else that, that worked. So I said Bayern.
0: Okay. Yeah, this one I didn't have any idea of either. I really thought um, the only thing that seemed plausible to me was, uh, Bavaria, at least initially. Um, and so I thought just anything with an I, a Latin like ending like that, I thought might be a possibility. Um, and I guess I wasn't totally off the track now that I think about it, but I thought Bavaria seems too obvious and I feel like these aren't the cities that would be, you know, mentioned if Bavaria was the place we Mm. were looking for. Um, so I was like, well, what other, you know, German regions end in that IA kind of suffix. And the only thing I could kind of think of was Moravia because Mm. I feel like they're sort of, you know, German or European of some sort enclaves in the U S that are Moravian. um, And are, you know, named for that. And I thought, is that possibly Germany that that's an area of, I thought, sure, maybe it is. So um lacking anything else i put down moravia
1: it was borussia yeah which is the latin term for prussia
0: yeah, yeah. interesting and moravia of course is uh, a region of the czech republic by the way oh yeah so um but it is near bohemia which was probably the thing i was trying to think of in mm, fact could be um but also that is also a, czech republic too it's mm-hmm. not uh it's not germany i always mix those up somehow B- bavaria bohemia fair You're too close um but yeah was never ever in a million years gonna get this one yeah
1: especially since as it turns out the name of the of the team is borussia dortmund mm. so i i was i wasn't even on the i wasn't even on the right side of the word trying to mm. fit something into into my my memory
0: Yeah, no luck
1: there. Question six asks us, what instrument did Oscar Peterson play? Or at least the one that he's most famous for.
0: Right. And it tells us that he's from Montreal, that he was, you know, voted best at this instrument for like 13 years running by Downbeat magazine. Um, And so I did not know this one. Um, I thought about all sorts of, you know, jazz and jazz adjacent instruments that might be um, possibilities. I thought about piano. I thought about the the various brass instruments, like saxophone, um, and, you know, trumpet, trombone, whatever. I thought, nah, I feel like I would have maybe heard of, at least felt like I would have heard more of the name. Like it'd be a little more familiar to me if it was one of those. Um, and so I thought, well, maybe this is drums because downbeat magazine sounds like maybe, you know, it could be, uh, focused on percussion or drumming mm-hmm. or something like that. But I feel like also that drums are not an instrument. They're kind of like a set of instruments. And I, you know, it's or almost like a position that you're playing um, in the band because there could be all sorts of different, I don't know, um, uh, configurations of them. And so I started thinking, well, maybe this is just sort of like a non, a slightly second tier or non-traditional jazz mm-hmm. instrument right. so i thought well it's mentioned that he's born in montreal maybe this is something that has a little bit of a french inflection to it and i thought are there jazz french horn players no i don't really think there are i was tempted to put it down anyway um just because of that uh quebecois connection there but I was like no nah, that doesn't seem right so um what about clarinet you know that's just by the name of it sounds like it may have a little bit of a a French uh, derivation there. And that's one that I feel like I don't know a ton of clarinet players famously. Like I know there's a few out there, but in this era and, you know, all this is sort of like, I shouldn't even really be talking about my speculative, um, you know, options here because I just don't know anything about any of this really, Um, or at least very little, um, so the short answer is, I put down clarinet because it sounded like a decent guess.
1: Yeah, same here, pretty much on all that. Just <laughs> thinking that it's got to be uh, kind of a an instrument that I don't th- typically think of as a core jazz instrument. It's mm-hmm. because you know, for 13 years in a row, having the same guy win your you know core like if. If you're, if you had a rock magazine that declared the, the best rock guitarist, the same person for 13 years, that would just be kind of like, okay, we get it. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, we're not, we're not taking this seriously
0: anymore. Or do they own the magazine? And yeah. Like, yeah.
1: Know. Um, so I, and you know, as I said many times, I don't like jazz. I've never been able to get into jazz. I'm not going to study jazz just so I can answer the occasional, uh, question. Mm-hmm. So, uh for no reason other than i could think of it as a potentially jazz adjacent instrument i also went with clarinet
0: the answer is piano yeah so much for that yeah three on the day for both of us i think the same three same three um and pretty much our entire friend group also got three yeah and i suspect they were largely the same three probably um and so, yeah, I think this day's gonna play pretty tough. Yeah. Like, Uracil? You mm-hmm. know, like, what? Wow. Why am I... Okay. Yep. Uh, you all get it. You get my rant. <laughs> or if you do or you don't, like, there's... I can't explain it further. Yep. Um, because I'm, I'm here to play trivia, not know how to do science, I guess. Um, but, uh, Yep, not a super great day, uh, so it'll come down to defense. I'm sure it'll be interesting to see if uh, people think I know more about you know TikTok or or I don't know jazz or I don't know what it was. It was a weird combo. I think we we were chatting about this uh, as we were out for a walk today and talked about okay, it's got to be uh, a German Jewish biochemist who likes jazz and has kids who are into TikTok and is about you know boomer age or so mm-hmm. so they could get a like that's the person who can get all of these yeah. uh, questions yeah. right i don't know who else is gonna gonna beer it on a day like this because mm-hmm. wow <sighs> well in any case that's it for today tune in tomorrow tomorrow for more postgame analysis
1: Follow us on Twitter at L-R-N-D-L-G. That's Learned Lee Without the Fowls. And remember, don't forfeit, don't cheat.